Welcome to the Rise and Thrive Podcast. My name is Liz Paris. And I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters. And we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We want to share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Rise and Thrive. Today is super exciting. We have Afia Salter here with us. Hi, Afia. Hello. So excited to be here today. <laughs> yeah. Afia's from the other side of the globe <laughs> and other hemisphere. <laughs> She's from Australia. And so good day, right? <laughs> Well, the trick is I'm actually from Scotland, but based in Australia. So I've been here for the past five years. But yeah, my friends now back home in Scotland are saying that they're beginning to detect some Australian in my accent. So that's been interesting. (laughs) Oh, that's so fun. I love it. I love accents. My dad was from Switzerland. So our dad, Christine and me. And so it's fun to hear accents. We just kind of eat them up. So cool. You're in the right place for us to enjoy your voice. (laughs) Um, so Afia, she is a mindset and manifestation coach and a podcast host as well. Um, what's the name of your podcast? The Manifest Edit Podcast. The Manifest Edit. Cool. I'm going to have to go check that out. Um, and I love that you were orphaned at 14. I don't love that, but I love that that's part of your story, like that, that you were orphaned and then you went through a lot of illness and anxiety and depression And then you've done a lot of self-awareness and moving forward and you're helping others. Um, Tell me a little bit about your story. How were you orphaned at 14? Um, So I actually grew up in the care system. So I was adopted when I was three. And then um, later on in life, my mom actually developed a long-term illness um, and passed away from that long-term illness when I was 14. So because she was a single parent that left my sister and my brother and I orphaned because she was like our only caregiver at that time. Oh, that's so hard. And were you in Scotland when she passed? Yeah, yeah, we were based in Scotland. So stayed in Scotland up until I moved here, which was uh, like five years ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. So who helped raise you after your mom was gone? Um, One of our family friends. So one of our best friends from school, we moved in with their their mom and she looked after us until my sister and I moved out to go to uni. Okay, that's so neat. Um, It's neat who steps in to help you and your hard times. And it's like, they're just like family because I mean, they become your family, but it's really neat that it was a family friend that jumped in and was like family for you. That's cool. Okay. So today I know there's so many good things that you have to share with us. And I'm really curious. I know one of the things that you share is shadow work. So let's, let's just get into that. Cause I know all of us kind of have our, our light sides and our dark sides and things like that. But tell us a little bit more about what shadow work is, and then we'll find out how it can help us, right? (laughs) 
So with shadow work, it's really understanding our subconscious patterns and stories. So if you've ever tried to achieve a goal and you're at a conscious level, you're like, yep, I absolutely want this to happen. And then you find yourself sabotaging, procrastinating, or not quite being able to hit that. And you're wondering why there seems to be some sort of disconnect. The reason why that is, is because only 5% of our lives are run by our conscious mind. And then the other 95% of our mental lives are actually run by our subconscious mind and our unconscious mind is where all of our stories live is where our ego is building our perspective of the world in order to keep us safe in order to run these structures of how we see the world and how we perceive ourselves in relation to the world so for a lot of people shadow work sounds like a completely new concept but really it's about understanding those subconscious stories by which you run your life and especially those stories that really impact the way that you show up today but don't really have any true waiting so for a lot of us the stories that we have in our subconscious minds are typically picked up from our peers and especially up until the age of seven we are walking subconscious minds we are a sponge for everyone around us and usually that's parents that might be friends at school it may not even be friends it may be that one time that kid in the playground said that you looked a certain way and that's just a belief you've carried with you into your adult life and is now affecting the way you show up even though that belief no longer holds any waiting or is no longer true And what a lot of people don't understand about limiting beliefs is many of the limiting beliefs we hold at some point in our life served us. So at some point in our life, holding onto this belief kept us safe or allowed us to function in the world. But something along the way, you know, somewhere along the way, it got a little bit warped and it's no longer a belief that's keeping you safe in the world, but it's actually harmful to you because it's preventing you from showing up and expressing your most authentic self. So shadow work is really about building that deeper soulful relationship with yourself, understanding some what is in the shadows because it's typically things that we don't look at on a day-to-day basis but impact so much of who we are yeah okay so I like this because I also do a lot of mindset coaching and so this totally makes sense to me I just hadn't ever heard it called shadow work but that's neat so the relationship between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind and the influence that that subconscious mind has on us and just, I think that there, I like to call it programs kind of that are running in the back of our brain and we don't even realize it, but I think I heard a stat once about how often we are running in our subconscious mind versus our conscious mind. And it wasn't like anywhere from 80 to 95% of your day, you're running in a subconscious program. And so I think that's, you know, if someone's kind of new to this, it might be like, Hey, you know, when you're driving on the freeway and you kind of forget this whole piece of driving that you just did for like, you know, th- even 20, 30 miles. And it's like, did I really drive that? It's, you just went into autopilot, the subconscious mind, it's just kind of taken over and, and it's super common for us to have that. It's very normal, but then it's also uh, interesting to start looking at, because like you said, If we want to manifest new things, we have to change the old programming to a new program to allow that to come in. So, okay. I like the word shadow work or that term shadow work. Um, So do you have ideas to help people um, understand how to do this, you know, or to identify what some of these programs are? When it comes to shadow work and like you mentioned with the subconscious programming as well, like I don't want you to hear that number like 95% and freak out and be like, I'm not conscious in my life. Oh, because 
if you were 95% conscious of everything that you were doing throughout the day, that's, that's far too much to handle. So actually having the ability to run these subconscious programs is very, very helpful. Right. Right. When you wake up in the morning, you don't have to relearn how to make your bed or relearn how to brush your teeth. These subconscious programming, a lot of the subconscious programs we have are useful. And it's about how can I create more subconscious patterns that run in the background that are actually helping me like the things like brushing my teeth and making my bed that running in the background, like telling me how amazing I am and how incredible I am rather than you can never get anything done and have that program running in the background. So something that I like to do to bring a kind of awareness to this, if you're hearing this right now and you're like this, okay, this isn't still entirely making sense to me, is if you think about like what you can see in front of you right now. And for me, I can see a computer, I can see Liz's beautiful face, but also like without moving my eyes and my peripheral vision, I can see my water bowl, I can see my table, I can even see outside without moving my eyes at all. So just as you can do that, your subconscious mind can also absorb and hold on to all of this information and hold on to all these stories at the same time so what we want to do is go into a bit of an exploration there and one of the ways I suggest doing this is like think of something that you you really want and it doesn't have to be like a a crazy amount of money you want to manifest or something really big it can even be like oh I'd love to manifest a cup of coffee and that's like your soul thoughts that's like your desire thoughts what are the immediate thoughts that come after that like how am I going to manifest a cup of coffee though? Like, how am I going to get a free cup of coffee? That's never going to happen. Okay. Like where, where are these stories coming from? Or when's the first time that I can associate a memory with being told that I'm never going to have a coffee. Oh, I remember actually one time I was in the playground and this kid told me that I was never going to get the juice box I wanted or something like that. And it's just kind of played out into your adult life. So associating memories with the beliefs that you have allows you to build a deeper awareness of where this actually came from and allows you to also determine where whether this belief is yours or whether it's someone else's. And what you'll often find is, okay, this belief was never actually mine to begin with, but I've just been perpetuating this throughout my life for the past, however long it is. So when you can get to the root of the belief, it is much easier to change the belief rather than just kind of doing surface work like, oh, I feel better or, oh, I'm amazing now when you've not actually understood why you don't feel amazing in the first place. So always getting to the root, understanding the memories you're leaving with it, understanding whose belief it actually was, understanding how it's making you feel as well. Something that I really like to do is tie manifestation not only to mindset work, but also to soul work and also to body work, because how your body feels in impacts so much of the way that you show up, right? Your physiology impacts so many different things. So if you can shift your physiology, you can also shift those beliefs as well. So particularly when I'm working through my own heavy beliefs, I find something like going to the gym or shaking or moving my body or even the physical act of having a shower and like energetically like cleansing my body, I find to be really helpful in shifting those darker in some ways shadow beliefs. I love that. I was just in a Qigong class last night and the the teacher was talking about how to shift and he was talking about different postures and things and how just holding your body differently. And, you know, we know that through body language and things like that. But um, I remember back to an old podcast episode that Cindy um, Bezos shared with us, if someone wants to go back to it, but she shared just some little teeny things that you could do that would shift your energy. And it was like putting a pencil in your teeth because that takes the corners of your mouth up. And so then you're smiling and because you've got more of a smile and those muscles are activated, it will actually start producing like endorphins and you'll feel better like within a minute or two, you know, and it's just like, it's amazing how 
you know, you move your body, you move your mind, you move your mind, you can move your body. You, it's just super, super interconnected. And I love, I love that because sometimes we think, oh, it's just this way and we're stuck and it's always this way, but there's always change. There's always ways to shift. There's always ways for it to improve, but sometimes we get stuck and, and that's, that's the tricky part (laughs) is when you get stuck because it's a slippery slope of like, oh no, I'm falling back into this or that, or, oh no, I've got these things going on. And so anyway, so I love, I love that you're looking at that. I love that you're helping people shift. And, and I like that you pointed out that most, that our subconscious programming is actually tied to our experiences and like thoughts that other people were having or things that they said, or sometimes it's thoughts that come to us in that moment that are negative. And, and those are kind of negative programs that we just stick with like, oh, they don't like me and, you know, or whatever it is. Then, then we think, oh, people just don't like me for who I am. Or like, that could be a a program we bring through our whole life. And so as these young people, these sponges, we, we acquire so much of this, but then it's so good to go take a look at what's really in our minds, what's really going on, what are those programs? So this is terrific. Um, tell me, cause I know that you, um, you're the, you're, you helped kind of put together um, a mindset method called vibes, right? And tell us yeah. a little bit more about vibes. Cause it, I personally, I hear things and I'm like, I want to change. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to implement things. Um, but then a lot of people don't really know where to start. And that's how I was when I started out. So when I found a mentor that I was like, oh yeah, like this person knows what my next steps are. They know what I could do to move forward. And so anyway, tell us a little bit more about vibes. Cause I know this is a free group that you have to help people kind of get going on this kind of thing. So why don't you share that with us? Sure. So I think something that really informs the way that I show up and teach and speak and so much of my own life is this quote by Carl Jung and the quote is until you make the unconscious conscious it will rule your life and you'll call it fate and what that what I've taken to really mean from that quote is that sometimes we look at things in life and we look at the way that we are and we look at how things are playing out and we say, well, that's just the way life is. But it's not actually just the way life is. It's the way that we believe or it's the way that we think or it's the way that we feel. And beliefs, feelings, thoughts, all of that can be changed with some deep work. And I'm not saying overnight you're going to have those changes and don't worry if it doesn't happen overnight for you, but it is possible to make those changes. So for me, the way that the Vibes Method came about was I was actually having an introspective moment in lockdown and I was looking at one of these vision boards I created in 2018 and I'm looking at the vision board and I'm looking at each of the pictures on there and what I'm realizing is I haven't manifested a single thing on this vision board and when I was thinking about why that actually was what I realized is that I didn't truly want any of the things on that vision board and that the reasons that I had put on those things on there where oh well I'm getting older these are certain things I should have by getting to a certain point in my life or oh if I have a certain number of followers this is going to make me look cool this is going to make me feel legitimized and all of these things that I put on my vision board I could actually link to like really ego-led reasons rather than soul-led reasons and what that led me to realize is that 
so many people will begin their manifestation process from setting intentions rather than looking at who you want to be and how you want to show up in this world. And that's what led me to creating the Vibes Method because I think the very first step of creating that life that you desire comes from understanding the person who you want to be. So the first step of the Vibes Method is embodying the vibe of your higher self. And that's looking at, okay, like when I'm the most aligned version of myself, when I'm living like totally in relation to my truth and I know that I'm showing up in the world like how does it feel to be me like who am I surrounding myself with like what are my values and my vision and it's not like you can like pick these off a list it's something that you know in your core like this is what is so important to me this is what I live my life by this is what I live and breathe by and once you know that and you are so secure in that the way you set your intentions is completely different. So once you've embodied the vibe of your higher self and the next step is then setting those powerful intentions because you're setting them from that embodiment place rather than, oh, I need to catch up with everyone else or I need to make myself look a certain way because you're then modeling yourself. You're not modeling other people. So setting powerful intentions looks like, how do I go so that I'm closer towards that vision that I have of myself? How do I close the gap so that I'm not just like embodying this future version of myself, but it's who I'm living in the day to day. It's the person who I am now and setting those intentions comes. It feels so different in your body. You'll notice a complete shift when you're coming from that place and how you feel about the intentions you're setting, how you feel about the things you're manifesting impacts the way that they show up. There's a really great book by Neville Goddard called feeling is the secret. It's quite an old book, but it still rings so true today is that the way that you feel about things causes them to show up and you'll hear about um, one of the universal laws so we know the law of attraction but one of the laws is the law of cause and effect which is like if you take this action then you will have this effect but the way um oh no his name is escaped me that joe dispenza joe dispenza looks at things as causing effect which is First, you feel a certain way, which causes you to act a certain way, which causes the thing to manifest. So really, really look at the way that you feel when you are setting those intentions and how they're making you feel. And if they're not making you feel something, if they're not sparking something inside of you, how can you shift them so that they are? Moving into the third step, we have energetic blocks and boundaries. And this looks at limiting beliefs. This looks at shadow work, like we're talking about before. But it also looks at standing firm in your boundaries and saying, this is what I'm available for. This is what I'm not available for. And raising your standards for how you expect your life to go and who you expect to be in it, the relationships you're having with other people, but also the relationship that you're having for yourself, like raising the standard for how you're going to talk to yourself and how you want to feel and how you go about in the day to day. And it's really just setting like an energetic minimum having a set point and think of it like a thermometer right you set it and then the heating will always come down to that level it will always hit like if you set it to 25 degrees it's always going to be at 25 degrees so you can think of yourself like that in that you have energetic minimums you can have it for money you can have it for relationships that you will always come back to this level that you've set for yourself and anything below that you will either repel or even if it is attracted to you you will no longer entertain that you just don't even have the room or the space for that in your mind anymore it seems like And for me, like with success and with um, growth, I just have like failure to me is like laughable. It's just it just wouldn't even happen to me anymore because it's just not in my view of mind. So setting those energetic minimums for yourself. Yeah, it can take work, but it's so powerful once you do that, because you're saying, yeah, I value myself enough to show up for myself. Um, Then we go into the second last step, which is balancing feminine and masculine energy. 
So we all have these poles of energy within us, whether you are male, female, non-binary, other, we have masculine and feminine energies within us. And these impact the way that we take action. So feminine energy is about the flow, it's about the ease, it's about receiving. The masculine is about the giving, it's about the action taking, it's about the hustle. And you can use both of these energies in a really aligned way. And for every person, that balance of energy is going to be different based on, you know, your energetic blueprint. And for me, I feel like most empowered when I'm strongly my feminine, which means as a result, the friends that I typically attract into my life are more strongly in their masculine and we balance each other out that way as well. You'll also notice in your relationships that if you're strongly in your feminine, you attract more masculine people. You like those more masculine relationships. Um, so then that is going to impact the way that you take action. And what we want to do is not just taking action, but taking inspired action. So how can we take inspired action? It's by knowing what it actually takes to get us inspired, knowing what it actually takes for us to connect with our intuition, knowing what it actually feels like to make those aligned choices. And that is not always going to feel fun and easy, but it's going to feel like I know that this is what I need to do. And then the final step is surrendering the how, which is like, yes, I know what I want. Yes, I know who I want to be. Yes, I know some of the steps I need to take to get there, but I'm also not attached to it happening like perfectly. I know that it rarely happens exactly as I expected, but I always get the results that I need, not necessarily the things that I want from an ego perspective, but what is truly going to get me to where I need to go and not where I want to go. And that I know that no matter what, without a shadow of a doubt, I I'm supported by the universe and I'm supported by myself and everything is working out as it's supposed to. That's awesome. I love that. So let's review those letters one more time. Just the, what is the V stands for um, your vibe of your higher self. I is intentions, powerful intentions, right? Um, B is blocks and boundaries, like energetic blocks and boundaries um e is energy balancing your energy and then s is surrendering the how like how it's going to come about right yes okay exactly. cool awesome so um your vibes conference is october 18th through the 22nd right and um it's a virtual conference so pretty much anyone can sign up like around the world is that right <laughs> yes yeah, so it's for um ambitious women so any female identifying people can sign up and it is a virtual event so that means it's hosted via zoom and then also we have a facebook community um, for support as well okay cool that sounds great so the link for that will be in the notes so that if people are interested they can check it out and and sign up and get going on working on their higher self and setting those intentions and finding that support of how to do that. So I think that's great. Um, awesome. Well, Afia, it's been so wonderful to have you and to learn from you. I, I loved, I love this episode because the way that you explained things covered a lot, but it also went into depth about certain things to help give more detail and things like that. So it was a really good, like overall, like what, you know, how can I move forward in my life and what kinds of things and factors play into it? Um, so thank you for sharing all of that. That's super helpful. Um, before you go, we would love to hear an oops moment from you. Do you have something awesome to share with us? <laughs> I'm trying to think on the spot. Um, 
Well, I'm not sure whether this is an oops moment, but actually earlier this week I was recording um, a podcast interview and we had an earthquake. So <laughs> mid mid interview, that kind of oh, went a wow. little bit off track. Yeah. And which is, um, yeah. I've never experienced an That's earthquake before, so I didn't actually know what was happening. So it was just like something strange is happening right now. Can I take a beat? <laughs> Yeah. Wow. That's funny. That's a funny little intermission. You're like, wait a second. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on in my world? Oh, awesome. Well, Afia, it's so nice to have met you and to hear from you. And I hope that um, many of our listeners have, I feel like many of them have benefited today. And um, so if they want to connect with you, um, they'll have that link to check out and we appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your expertise with us today. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you for having me. Are you ready to make forward movement in an area of your life? Relationships, money, organization, health, or happiness? We want to help you get the results you've always wanted and the happiness that you are worthy of. And so we have started a movement to support you in making these positive changes in your life. Arise Now is the best place to start when you are ready to get better results in life and you want positive support, effective tools, and strong motivation to make it happen. And that's why we started our movement, Arise Now. Arise Now is a supportive, fun, three-month-long program where you will learn tools, techniques, and mindset shifts to move forward in your relationships and goals. In Arise Now, You will have the support to set and accomplish three personalized goals. You will receive 12 valuable one-hour live trainings. Enjoy daily accountability and enjoy a safe, supportive community to start arising and thriving now. Visit ariseandthrivelife.com today and register so that you can get all the support, training, and accountability to start arising and thriving in your life.